This is Business Power Lunch, and I'm your host, Andrew Dickow. Just under 15 years ago, I started my career working as a financial analyst for General Mills, and shortly after my first role, I moved into a very challenging situation in which I became an assistant financial controller of the second largest manufacturing facility for all of General Mills. I moved to the middle of nowhere, Hannibal, Missouri, which is Mark Twain's hometown, and apparently it's a tourist attraction. But I was very nervous starting that role, and as I was beginning the, the job, not only was I nervous about it, but I also had people that were reporting to me that were, in some cases, twice my age. And so one of the first things I wanted to do was, how do I connect with my team? How do I connect with my new direct reports? And I really needed to gain from their experience, uh, not only through the role, but throughout their career. So the first person I sat down with, and one of the first pieces of advice they gave me, which is going to be our focus of this podcast, is what is the one thing in this role that I could do to be better at the job and to excel? And he said one sentence that I've leveraged with every business that I've worked with, and it's become the foundation for how I think about business. And he simply said, you are what you measure. And that resonated with me and I still use it today. And it's going to be the focus of today's conversation. Really what it comes down to is key performance indicators are what are the things that drive your business. And we're gonna focus on the top things that you should be thinking about for your business with regard to key performance indicators. So let's jump into what key performance indicators or KPIs are and how to create ones that are going to be the most effective for your business. The first thing to start off with is to ask yourself four different questions. And if your answer is yes to all four of these, you probably identified a good KPI. First and foremost, are these metrics something that is actionable? You want something that you can tangibly and objectively show improvements for your business with. So if you can't see how your business is improving when this KPI is progressing, it's probably not the right metric. Second, it's something that you're gonna wanna be able to measure very accurately. You should have no problem pulling this together on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or quarterly basis. You should have the tools needed to pull it together and you should be able to, with your current existing systems, pull it together. Third, this needs to be something that is timely. You can't have something that is so old that you're not going to be able to do something that's actionable with it, like we talked about in the beginning. Your old data is only useful if it's used as a comparison tool versus how you're currently performing. So you want data that's relatively timely. And then fourth, does it impact your bottom line? Although financial performance and financial success is not the only metric that matters for a lot of companies, it is very important for the viability of your business. So whether your goal is to improve your net profit margins or to get customer satisfaction or retention, ultimately all those things help you drive your bottom line. And if you think about actionable, measuring accurately and timely and impacting your bottom line, and it checks all those boxes, you probably have the right KPI. So. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of different 
KPIs that companies all over the world measure to get to see what the success of their business is. Today, I'm going to leverage some of the KPIs that I use for some of the businesses that I work with on a day-to-day basis that are the most influential and the most impactful. And some of them vary to very large businesses to startups, but overall, they seem to be the most influential and impactful ones that we use. The first one is is probably for any business. And if your company is not doing this, you probably have to revisit you know, your overall strategy. Publicly traded companies are doing this, but most people in individual roles in large companies are not thinking about the balance sheet. But uh, cash flow forecasting is one of the most important things that you need to do. So the first one is building out a cash flow forecast. This is not necessarily a specific metric, but you, it allows business to assess whether their sales and margins are appropriate. And it's consequently one of the most important KPIs in order for them to be able to understand if they can continue to run their business successfully. How do you do this? Well, you want to really identify where your expenses are on a monthly basis from cash going out of your business. And you want to also understand what your current cash is today. So, for example, to make your cash flow forecast, you want to add your cash that has your business in this in savings or on your balance sheet to the projected cash that's going to be coming in for the next four weeks, less the cash that you project to go out for the next four weeks. So cash flow forecasts are going to be very helpful to anticipate any potential surpluses or shortages that you're going to need help in navigating a number of things such as your taxes, loan applications, and whether you want to take on additional debt. Second, and almost just as important as cash flow, is your gross profit as a percentage of your sales. If if you are not thinking about what your profit margins are after you've taken away your cost of goods from your sales, you truly don't have a good understanding of what your business is doing and how it's performing. Companies that are growing really fast may tend to spend significantly more during the growth stage on general and administrative expenses, research and development, marketing and advertising. And those are important and they may drive your net profit down. But in a long-term viable business, you're going to want to understand what your gross profit margin is. And to find your gross profit margin, you really need to define what your gross profit is by your sales to find out what percentage it makes up of your overall sales. The real benefit of this in tracking this KPI over time is one, you can see how much of your dollars are being used to be paid out to your suppliers versus how much money your company has on on hand in order to cover all of your overhead costs in order to think about what you need to do to drive long-term profitability for your company. The third one is more specific to businesses that have some type of e-commerce or online presence and it's really going to be called it's called your drop-off rate or your funnel drop-off rate this really assesses the number of visitors you have that are coming to your website or you're are coming to via an email and they're moving through they're potentially clicking through and putting maybe items in a cart or a virtual cart and they're abandoning it they decide not to make the sale This is something you want to be able to track, understand where they might fall off during the sales process. And by identifying 
when prospective buyers abandon this process, companies can identify problems and make necessary adjustments to boost sales by adjusting adjusting their presence online and adjusting their strategy to try to mitigate some of those drop-offs. Number four is your revenue growth rate. Sales cures all. And I continue to believe that you know you can be making certain mistakes. You might have a suboptimal gross margin. You may not be you may be overspending in certain areas with regard to marketing costs or third-party consultants. But if you're driving substantial revenue growth, it tends to cure all. So you're really going to want to think about how much is your revenue growing month over month. So this is really just begin with your business's total revenue for the current year. Divide your current income by total revenue from the previous year to find that growth rate. And when you understand on a regular basis, whether you're you're increasing it, you're decreasing or plateauing, you'll be able to think about your overall strategy and pivot. Number five is your inventory turnover. And this is something that I think gets lost by a lot of different companies and it's not seen as something that's critical. But the inventory turnover really measures the number of units that you have if you're selling a physical product in a given period and is valuable because it reveals your ability to how fast are you selling your products? How quickly are you running through what you have on hand? And it's a good gauge to see how much cost that you're sitting in working capital or money that is not being turned over that is sitting either in a warehouse or on your shelves. Businesses should want to really pursue a high turnover rate, but you don't want to be pushing lower prices to do so. So understanding what your inventory is another key metric. Number six, which strongly relates to your cash flow, is going to be your accounts payable turnover. You can't keep your doors open for very long if you're not paying your suppliers. But you want to be able to think about what's the right cadence and how do you measure and manage your accounts payable versus your accounts receivable. And so to find your accounts payable turnover, you need to add up the total supplier purchase that you have and divide it by your average accounts payable. Once you know how much you spend on suppliers, you'll be able to determine if you need to take any steps to reduce your overall spending. Lastly, and this is more from a strategic perspective as you and your management team, our employees, or for singularly for your business, understand where do you fit in the ecosystem of your specific industry is what is your market share? Are you, do you own 5% of your market? Do you own 50% of your market? And not only how much of the market do you own overall, but how do you think about it as a region? How do you think about it within your specific category or even subcategory? And why this is important is unlike some of the internal metrics that you may have for your business, the relative market share reveals how your company is performing relative to its competitors. And it's really going to outline some very unique things about your business. Is your price point on shelves the right amount? You know, are you too high? Is your price point too high? Is it too low? Uh, are you merchandising or your product appropriately or discounting it appropriately? Once you're able to calculate and understand your relative market share, you can make strategic adjustments to your products or service offerings that are really going to improve the long-term profitability of your business. Hopefully that was a good overview for you and your business about KPIs. There are so many other key performance indicators that companies use, but I really just wanted to get the juices flowing with regard to you thinking about your business and how to manage it. 
And these are a great, this is a great list of seven KPIs that you can leverage to think about your business, start growing it thoughtfully, drive profitability, and understand where you fall in the ecosystem with regard to your industry or sector. Thank you so much for listening to Business Power Lunch. I'm your host, Andrew Dickow. And on the next few episodes, we'll bring in a variety of different entrepreneurs that will share perspectives from their own businesses, tips and tricks on what they learn from things ranging from strategy, business development, and a lot more. We look forward to sharing those insights with you.